Hello, and welcome to the Christ Church Cathedral Podcast. This is the sermon from our past Sunday, recorded live from the cathedral. We hope these words will really speak to your heart and mind. Here we are, the first Sunday after Christmas. We call this Low Sunday, where many are churched out, overchurched, overstuffed, overstimulated, overtired, <clears throat> or feeling sad and lonely and blue. And so attendance is often low on this day, especially when this year we've had no break between Christmas Day and this first Sunday. Indeed, they're back to back. I believe that with God, there really are no coincidences, only God incidences. I feel that this year more than any other, this timing is a good thing. We need to hear these stories of faith and faithfulness. We need to raise our alleluias. We need to feel Christ born again in the mangers of our hearts. We need to be together in community more than ever, albeit virtually. And we are blessed with amazing technology that makes it happen. So welcome and alleluia. I hope you are cozy and warm, maybe still in your PJs with your cup of coffee, and enjoying this worship on a day when you might not have felt like dressing and going out into the cold. See, there's a silver lining. I am newly minted as honorary here at Christchurch Cathedral, as Tim said, and I'm thrilled, <coughs> thrilled to be at home with you. Many people I know already, and many more I look forward to getting to know. In my 24 years as a priest, I recall we were always encouraged, told, guided, advised, <coughs> never to use our families as sermon fodder. Excuse me. <coughs> I have two daughters who always asked when I got home from church if they had made it into my sermon that day and what was the story about. So this one is for you, Paula. My daughters, Nicola is now 45 and my daughter Paula is now 43. So bear in mind that I, like Mary, was a child bride. Going back 40 years into a shopping trip to see us at the Penn Centre in St. Catharines where we were living. Paula disappeared. She was right beside me one minute and gone the next. At first I called her name, Paula, Paula. And then, heart pounding, I called more frantically to no avail. Then I ran around the store calling her name and getting more frantic checking the many exits to see if she was running out into the mall, then having her name and description read out over the tannoy. And then she reappeared from under the clothing rack where she'd been hiding. And she innocently said, like Samuel said to Eli, here I am. That was fun. I wanted to hear my name called out. 
I really didn't know whether to scream or give her a hug. I opted for the hug and a huge sigh of relief. 40 years ago, and yet I can still relive that three or four minutes, the adrenaline rushing, the heart pounding fear, like it just happened right now. And it's in that place that I meet Mary and Hannah in today's readings. Mary and Hannah, both strong, faithful, loving, courageous, and sacrificial women, whose firstborn child was destined to grow and spend their lives serving God. We need their examples of what it means to live our faith and to be faithful and experience God with us. We're all tired of blah, blah, COVID, of masks and vaccines and not hugging, tired of being faithful and sanitized and boosted and restricted. We really need to hear these stories of light and of love and happy endings. Which brings me to today's gospel reading. Luke chapter two is the only passage in the Bible that tells us of Jesus' boyhood. After eight days of festivities in Jerusalem, celebrating the Passover, <coughs> the Jewish New Year, the group, likely most of the village of Nazareth, set off for home. After a day's journey, Joseph and Mary realized Jesus had not in fact left with the group. So they journeyed back and spent three more days looking for him. So they'd had four or five days of frantic, heart-pounding fear without their son, only then to find him in the temple with the teachers. Maybe I should be focusing on this being a shift for Jesus, saying to his parents that of course he was here in his father's house. However, my attention was drawn to Mary's rather polite child. Jesus was 12 and only one year off bar mitzvah and being a man. Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. Rather an understatement for four days of heart-pounding panic. Mary and Joseph did not understand what Jesus meant when he said, why were you looking for me? Of course, I was right here in my father's house. Where else would I be? Well, all's well that ends well. Great relief was felt and Jesus returned with Mary and Joseph to Nazareth. And he was a wonderful model son. And Mary, well, she treasured all these things in her heart, up to and including encouraging Jesus to begin his ministry at a family wedding. Just as I can recall those four panic-stricken minutes, I'm sure Mary would recall this time as Jesus grew and left home and began his ministry that would be fraught with danger and rising tensions wonderful miracles and teachings, and end with his journey back to Jerusalem, his death and resurrection. With the stories of Jesus' birth fresh in our minds, and now add this fast forward 
to the boy Jesus in the temple. It is my hope that listening to these scriptures today helps us to recall these two sets of parents and their firstborn sons. That they were incredibly faithful servants of God. And yet, because of that, they knew much love and also much heartache. Their lives were not without sadness and challenges. Their example of faithfulness and self-giving love is a light that shines in our darkness today. In the church and in some of our homes, we are just beginning to celebrate the 12 days of Christmas through to Epiphany, January 6th. I've been singing this song for many a long year in parish ministry to no avail. In fact, I'll give a mention to my other daughter now, Nicola, who texted, I read when I arrived here, that after a long walk with the family and going to a movie, she will be boxing up Christmas because the house has been messy for long enough now. So, for many people, today is the day that Christmas is over. And Boxing Day means that Christmas gets boxed up and the tree is dropped at the curb on the way to the mall to shop the Boxing Day sales. Maybe this new whatever thing will make me feel better. We don't even have to leave the house anymore because we can shop till we drop online. Boxing away the giving heart to go on with the getting of stuff. Christ's name is Emmanuel, God with us. God is that which cannot be boxed away or bought at the mall. God's love is a free gift, unconditional. And what the world needs now is this love, the love that came down at Christmas, the love that we are called to be in our baptismal vows clothe ourselves not with Boxing Day deals, but with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. This means that we show sympathy for the needs of others, gentleness, and consideration. We bear with one another, we forgive each other, forgive ourselves, and move on. Above all, love. Show love, receive love, be love. In this way, we will make Christ's love visible in this world that needs it so much. We will not box away peace and goodwill along with the tinsel and the wreaths. What I'm trying to say is said best, I think, by Anne Weems in a lovely book of poems called Kneeling in Bethlehem. I share this one with you in closing. When the holy child is born in our hearts, there is a rain of stars, a rushing of angels, a blaze of candles. This God bursts into our lives. Love is running through the streets. Amen. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a production of Christ Church Cathedral. 
audio editing and original theme by Eduardo Farias. We hope you join us again soon. Have a blessed day.